Yeah. Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Eastside. Not pictured. Matt. I'm Zach. I can't do Zach's voice. Um, I'm Zach. Zach and Matt could not make it. They. M Train did not stop here, toot toot. Nope. There's a. You know, life happens. So there's a new sheriff. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, and I have the podcast Perfect Attendance Award. So fuck you, Zach. I love you. Yeah, but fuck you. Suck your own. Also, sorry this is late, Blurg. Yeah, I know you usually listen to it today, so we're sorry. Yeah, this is a Sunday recording. Um, I'm getting weird with it. It's just two of us here. Yeah, I got some Arizona Orangeade. I drank a water. I brought some cookies over. Yeah, my dog's here. Woof. Woof, Jenna, f- friend of the show, frequent guest, is making some Oreo truffles, and then Miguel. No Oreo balls. Oreo balls, sorry. And then Miguel, former uh, frequent person that would walk in while we were recording, and I go, hey Miguel, <laughs> he um, is also just sitting here smiling. Yeah, there's he's, a, been, he's been real smiley today. There's a, there's some candles lit. Yeah, it's romantic. It's a romantic. It's a romantic. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Last Sunday was TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Um, it feels like a year ago. Yeah. Everything feels like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just get into it. First match, uh, Buddy this? Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander. On the pre-show. Um, at first I was upset that it was on the pre-show, but I feel like it got more time than it would have if it wasn't. It did, and I just feel like they need to get more respect than they than they get because like they're having like the best match, like almost every time that they go out there. Especially like I don't know, just those two. They're yeah. both really good. Yeah, and they're both like very like hungry and wanting to deliver, and it shows in their work. And so it's just uh, sometimes it's probably a little disheartening, probably for them that like they're trying so hard and they got so far. In the end, it didn't even matter. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy Murphy won with his move. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a great match, and probably... It was a good way to start the pre-show, like, the, start the whole thing. Yeah, I think they, if they would have opened the actual show with that... Yeah, it would have been, been way better, better. Because the actual opener was just butt. Yeah. But before that, Elias beat Bobby Lashley... In a... Guitar. On a fucking pole match. Or whatever. So, the gimmick was... They had a guitar hanging from the ceiling. And you could climb up the ladder to get it. And if you got the guitar, you could use it. Yep. Why? There's no point in that. I don't I don't get it. You, well, you made the match. Yeah. I did? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Yes, you did. I was there. I'm not in WWE creative. Well, they're not creative. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We're writing three-hour shows hard. There's 40 of you writers. One of y'all can do Actually, it. Actually, 25. <laughs> yeah. There's 52. I, uh, I didn't watch that match. Um, we had the Fabulous Truth defeating Mahalisha in the Mixed Max Challenge Finals. So, when Jenna and I went back and watched TLC, because we were a little busy on the actual Sunday, mm-hmm. um... R-Truth's got the fucking, like, just a huge pop. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, no, it was just wild. Like, Jenna and I, like, oh my god, that R-Truth pop. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was laughing so hard. This match was just, like, kind of dumb. Just because, like, the whole purpose of 
it. The Mixed Match Challenge was weird this year. I didn't watch any of it. Everyone got hurt. Wasn't, I think, like, um, The Fabulous Truth, I think they were the, like, only original team left. <laughs> Jesus. Because, like, everybody got injured. Yeah, like, it was, it was weird. And, and like, the fact that, like, the finals essentially were our truth versus, like, Jenner Mahal and Carmella and Alicia Fox, it's like, what a dumb final. Like, why would you want to tune into the next one? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so our truth and Carmella have, uh, they get, they're both 30th in their respective Royal Rumbles, so, cool. Neato, gang, neato. Yeah. Oh, but, I will say, you might disagree, Carmella's, like, last move was sick. Her finisher. The Code of Silence? Yeah, it was sick. It happens. Uh, then we had The Bar uh, beat The New Day and The Usos in a tag team division of SmackDown. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and it's like that's all that, like, that's like all we've seen. Yeah. It's just those three. Like, the New, yeah, the New Day, Usos, and Bar. They're all great, but... Yeah. Like after like a year, it's like I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman beat Baron Corbin. I liked it. The presentation was fine. Like they got all the guys that Baron uh, Baron Corbin has screwed over, and they pretty much were like trying to say like he's the reason Raw sucks now. So all the good guys are gonna come kick his ass. Poor Baron. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he's but- bad at wrestling. He's boring on the mic. He's like a charisma vacuum. <laughs> Cut his hair. He likes five finger death punch, probably. <laughs> he definitely does. The guy did his theme song, or a guy who has been in that band at one point, or something. He probably has a Monster Energy tattoo logo somewhere. His like, name's not Kyle. Probably. Um, but yeah, like a bunch of people beat Baron with chairs, and Braun defeated him. And then Kurt Angle came back, and it was like, oh, it was like, oh yeah, Kurt. That's cool. Kurt. Speaking of Kurt Angle, um, I was um down at a bar with my friends. We're on, on the search for some Fernet. The bar? The bar! Getting some Fernet. And we all ordered four shots of Fernet. And this dude that looked like Kurt Angle was like, I'm gonna get those! I'm gonna get those! And we're like, thanks, man! And he's like, I'm the Fernet rep. So like... No, that's sick. I'm just glad people are buying it. And That's a good day. Yeah, it was great. And he looked like Kurt Angle, and it was sick. It would have been better if he was Kurt Angle. I would have, I would have, yeah. What would you have done if he was? First off, he wouldn't have been able to turn to you. Yeah, I would have shaken his hand. He'd have just been, like, turning his whole body because he can't move his neck. I'd just be like, hey, man, I like your little cowboy hat. God, that was the best. Uh, We had Natalia defeating Ruby Riot in a tables match. (laughs) Like, I like this match because, like, first off, Liv Morgan's bump. As she took off the apron through the table was sick. She did a good job. She really sold out on that one. Yeah. Um, Sarah Logan had a really easy bump that she took for her table spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of all cheesy. It was fine, though. It was, yeah. just, it was a nice little happy ending. Yeah. The heel got their comeuppance. Yeah, and then she went through a table of herself. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It would have been even funnier if it just would have been like some like random old-looking punk guy that just would have said it was her dad. <laughs> it was just Henry Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> Just wearing like a like a fucking flat cap, the Sami Zayn, just like looking like an old punk. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, Finn Balor beat Drew McIntyre. Match was sick. Um, 
It was good. I mean, this whole, like, weird three-way feud, like, hasn't really helped anybody. No, not at all. And so it's... It's uh, it's been tough, especially for Drew, because he had took a loss to Dolph, and then he now took a loss to Finn. And while like I'm happy with that, like Finn beat him, because I think Finn also needs to get some shine on there, brother. Um, Drew's like his stock has fucking fallen. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. They'll probably turn it around soon when they call some people up. I hope so. Um, Rain Mysterio defeated Randy Orton don't in a chairs one. match. Singular but about that match because it does not fucking matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. It was boring. It was slow. It was plotting. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you'd handcuff Rey Mysterio in a match like that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have them just do a regular match, Orton and Mysterio can have a fine match. Yeah. It'd be a very passable match. But then it's like, you know, they have to go there and hit each other with chairs and try to do stupid stuff and take five years to set up four chairs. Yeah, and then he just gets hit and sits down on it. <laughs> I'm tired. Shitting in bags takes you a while. Yeah. I don't know why Randy talks like that for me, but he does. He does. Um, Ronda Rousey beat Nia Jax. I mean, it was one of Nia Jax's best matches. That's what I heard. I was smoking a cigarette during this match. Oh, that's fine. But um, yeah, like I'm glad that Nia looked good. I don't. I still don't care about Ronda. She's doing fine, I guess. She's she's good at what she does, and it was a lot better because it wasn't as much of her selling. Um, and then the, all this feud was was just a means to get Ronda over more. Yeah. Because that's what all Vince knows for Babyface, and it's just really funny because you, you see it in everything he does. Like, the Babyface has to conquer a giant. Mm-hmm. And for, like, for any Babyface, like, look at Roman Reigns. Last year, to be able to get to Brock Lesnar, he had to conquer the giant of Braun Strowman. Yep. That's all Vince knows. He's so stuck in his fucking ways. Yeah, you gotta beat the big guy. You gotta beat the big guy, damn it. He's big, so... He's smaller, and so if he beats him, then people will be like, Hey, he's good. And handsome. (laughs) Oh, so handsome. Not like you, Shane. You're ugly. (laughs) Uh, We'll get to that later. Um, Dean Ambrose beat Seth Rollins in a match that... Oh, wait, wait, never mind. We'll talk about the good match. What's next? Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles. That was a great match. a fucking wonderful match. I love the new Daniel Bryan. He's he's my favorite... Probably one of my favorite characters I've seen in wrestling. Just because, like... His ideals semi-align with mine, but he's a bad guy, and I think that's funny. I guess CM Punk. Was I was gonna say it, 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 remind, it reminds me a little bit of when CM Punk was the the straight edge guy. The straight edge savior. Yeah, he's the straight edge savior. Thank you, Jenna. Um, and like he, he was like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. Um, that means I'm better. That means than I'm you. better than you, and I love it. And like it just takes it to that next little step. You just kind of change your view on it just a little bit, and you're like, oh, that's sick. He's doing such a good job. He's made his wrestling style a lot more aggressive. Yeah. And so... He's, he's ruthless. It's ruthless aggression. <laughs> no. I mean, AJ's just so fucking good, too. Yep. He's so good. Yeah. Like, I... I hope this isn't over, because I just want to see him wrestle again. 
but I'm also fine if it was. I would have been fine if either of them won, to be honest, but I'm glad Daniel has the championship. I'm glad that Daniel does too, and I think he should be going into the big one as yeah. the champion. Yeah. Um, I think there's some cool stuff that could be on the horizon for him. Mike? Well, we can talk about that. Oh, yeah. We recap Slapdown. All right. Uh, Dean Ambrose beats Seth Rollins in a match that should have been great, but was like, if you were, like, you thought for some reason that the Venom movie was going to be good, and then you watched it, and it wasn't good. That's a terrible analogy, but... Well, it's like being super excited, let's say, as a person or a kid, and like, hey, we're going to have a pizza party. But they just bring in Hawaiians. That's that's rude to children. Just a Papa John's Hawaiian. Yeah. And just one. And someone drinks all the garlic sauce. Yeah, they drink it and snort it up their nose and vacuum it with their butts. Rude. Really rude. But yeah, it was not good. It was boring. It just like it it they, they this whole angle, like in general, to like kinda take a little bit more of a bird's eye approach on it's like this whole angle has been very missed, and it should have been one of the easiest, most slam-dunk angles that they've had in so long, because it's like you have this natural thing where, like, Dean was snapping, like, hey, don't call me a lunatic, don't do this, blah, 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 and, like, he turns on the night that everything happened with Roman, and, like, that could be really cool, and it could be really effective, but instead they just went down the shitty way of, like, first off saying that, was, like, Roman is deserving what he's getting, Yeah. and he had an answer to... To the man upstairs, um, and then for Jesus. some reason now, um, Dean Ambrose like needs to get vaccinated a lot more. Yeah, like I don't get it. Like, is well, I don't know what they did, and then like Seth has just been like he's trying. Dude, the next feud should be whoever is feuding with Dean Ambrose should be an anti-vaxer, like really freak him out. That'd be so good. So AJ Styles. <laughs> yes. Hey, I don't vaccinate them kids. Yeah, it was just bad. But let's talk about something cool. No, I want to keep talking about this. Then do it. Because it's... it's I, I don't understand how they missed this one. Like, I, it's, it's, it's really mind-boggling when you have something that people cared, especially that night, cared so much about. There was so much buzz on night one of when this happened, and you could have just gone like in such an easy direction where, like, Dean just felt like everybody was trying to, like, use him, like, just use that. Like, he just felt like he was getting used, and he was always there for Seth, but Seth, Seth was never there for him. And ever since the day that Seth initially stabbed him in the back, he's been watching it, like, and he's been looking, and he was waiting. And this time, he wasn't going to let it happen again. And so he did it first, so he struck first. Yeah. Where there's a semblance of... A good reason, and that's what makes a good heel and what makes a good bad guy. Like, they, like it's like Daniel Bryan's like, everything he's saying is the fucking truth. Yeah. But then, like, he's such an asshole about it. Like, you're such a dick. Yeah. And it's like, this could be the same thing. It's like, goddamn, like, I understand where he's coming from, but he's such a dick. Yeah. It was just, like, it was just flat. It just fell flat. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's over, and Seth can go on to bigger things, and Dean can challenge someone else and maybe have a cool cool stuff. Yeah, and like channel in like his old John Moxley stuff, like be able to just do something cooler. Yeah, bring like, death match matches back to WWE. Fucking A. <laughs> now we're on the trial. Dean Ambrose, Nick Gage, WrestleMania. 
MDK, murder, death, kill, gang affiliated. <laughs> All right, let's get into Robbing this. Robbing $3,000 for a bank to gambling in Atlantic City. God. Um, Asuka beat Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Damn. It was a really, really good match. Um, yeah. I love the going with Asuka thing, and it was like what I was saying before. It's perfect to take, like, get the championship off Becky so she can hopefully go to Ronda. Yeah, and then they, they brought Ronda into it. Yep. Um, nobody had to take a pin. No. Charlotte, I think, almost died on that, uh, the, the ladder table spot where... Jesus. Becky jumped on farther she's ever jumped in her life. <laughs> A foot. And then, like, just landed right on her, like, ribs. Yeah. And then bounced up, and then the table broke. Yeah. And you could just see, like, she probably got the wind knocked out of her. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they're doing some of the coolest shit in wrestling. And, like, the fact that they had... Charlotte's great. Becky's one of the best. And Asuka's an incredible wrestler. So, like... And she has, like, that, like, undeniable charisma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, now she's the champion, which... Well, then it's really cool what they did on this, and it's something that, like, they are so bad at doing stuff like this, and I don't know if they, like, meant to or what, um, but, um, they made another star. Yeah. They got another person already over and rehabbed and everything by just inserting... In two weeks? Yeah, just by just inserting Asuka into this. She wins. Now she feels important again. Yep. It's like, if they can do this and they can rehab somebody yeah. and they can make somebody feel special again, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why can't they build other baby faces? Like, why why is everything, like, fucking pulling teeth with them? Like, yeah. It's, like, out of nowhere. It's like they have, like, one, like, creative spark. It's like, well, maybe if we put Asuka in this and, like, she wins, then, because uh, Ronda comes and fucks the finish and... Everybody's everybody's over and everybody wins. But maybe maybe it's like when we were talking about the summer of punk, mm-hmm. how that was the only good storyline going on, and Ooh, uh, maybe they can only do one thing good at a time. Th- th- during that um, was on, on SmackDown side of things. Actually, the summer of punk was Christian versus Randy Orton was actually really good. Okay, okay. So, but like, still, maybe they just they're limited in what they can do. And because they just, I don't know, they put all their effort into this and then just half-ass everything else. And it's so weird because, like... But also, Becky is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, and, like, they don't even, you don't even have to, like, put that much effort into this. Like, it's doing its own thing. Like, yeah. your performers are going out there and just doing the work, the hard work for them. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, they didn't have to try... And get like a crowd reaction because people care about Becky. People cared about Asuka and they care about her again. Like when they're gonna announce the um, who's gonna take Becky Becky's spot at Survivor Series to fight Ronda. Yeah. When Asuka got that huge cheer because everybody knows like Asuka's like legit and she's good. And like that, well, that's actually what got uh, Vince to turn the corner on her. Which is good on good on you, Vince. Thanks for listening. He was like, "Oh, people, people actually like that." Asuka, Asuka, her with the crazy hair, the thong on the outside. God. And uh, oh, I guess we'll push her. So yeah, like that's cool. Like 
she's getting a big she's getting the big shove and then now Becky like is still getting the big shove as the star and it's just fucking laying to waste everybody else like on Twitter on everything. Yeah. Yo, today um uh Animal said that Oh god. Said something like I'm gonna pull up the actual tweet because I retweeted it and it's actually very funny. Um if my phone will load, I am trying to kill time right now by saying words, la 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 la. Uh, me. So the, the headline was like I pulled it up for you. Okay. Um, Road Warrior Animal thinks Becky Lynch should back off of the man thing, and so Becky Lynch retweeted and said the first four words of your headline are a lie, which are Road Warrior Animal thinks. It's so good. She Becky Lynch is so good at her job. And I fucking love her. And uh, taking like a character that, when she first came into WWE, everyone hated her. Everybody was so, like did not like her because she was a essentially like she did an Irish jig and her gimmick was oh kiss me I'm Irish. <laughs> and then after that she became a metalhead and what headbang and everybody's made fun of her. And then she switched over to like she was friends with Sasha in NXT for a while. What were they called? The beautiful, not the beautiful, oh, Team Bay. Team Bay, best at everything. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it was okay. And then she started doing the steampunk thing and kind of started catching people then realized. Oh, it took, it took steampunk. Yeah, because then she like stopped like being well, as corny. Here's the thing, to be fair, it wasn't the gimmick that got her over. She had this really, really great women's title match against Sasha Banks at NXT, one of the takeovers. Okay. And after she lost, because I think they did like 25 minutes, the whole crowd just started like singing her song, and that was kind of her big moment getting over. Okay, that's sick. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the gimmick. It's just that like, her gimmick became less corny than like the headbanging person or the kiss me, I'm Very Irish. Early. Yeah. <laughs> the kiss me, I'm Irish and doing a little jig. Yeah. Um, and then, like, she just, like, her character arc from there to becoming who she, who she's pretty much been the entire time on the main roster, which is, you know, she's, like, kind of an underdog. Um, she says straight fire and Becky Balboa and, but, <laughs> like, has fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now she's, like... Makes puns about quinoa. Yeah, it's a little bit more all business and a little bit more intense and there's an aggressiveness and a hunger. Yeah. And uh, she's just going in there and kicking some ass and <clears throat> it's just really cool to see. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it took Stone Cold a while to find Stone Cold. Yeah, I mean, Fang McFrost was not going to be Fang, like, or Ice Dagger, or Baron Von Ruthless. Or the Ringmaster? Or the Ringmaster. Like, it took him a while to be able to get that, and even after he had been Stone Cold, um, he was still not that guy for a while. And so, even after, like, the 96... King of the Ring thing where he said Austin three sixteen said I just whipped your ass. Yeah, it wasn't an overnight thing. Like WWE kind of makes you want to believe these days. Yeah, yeah. It was a slow, gradual thing because that was in the summer of '96. He didn't have his match with Brett until the uh, spring of '97, okay. WrestleMania thirteen. Damn. And then he didn't even win the belt until the next WrestleMania, WrestleMania fourteen. Jesus. So there was just a lot of time in between. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's a lot of people comparisons to Stone Cold, but that's because they're there. The comparisons are there. Um, and it's an easy one to make because it's, again, it's the same kind of, like, ass-kicking, like, take no shit, take no fucking prisoners, whatever. Like, attitude and just going in there, jawing to anybody. Like, 
not necessarily a baby face, not necessarily a heel, even though she is more of a baby face. Yeah. It's just, uh, she's good at what she does. Yeah. Becky Lynch forever. All right. Monday Night Raw. Monday, okay, so, after the last couple weeks of just the worst ratings that they've ever had, they had literally the lowest uh, watched, like, hour, and that was for a TLC match with Baron Corbin and uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> and so they promised during the week that Vince McMahon was going to show up on Raw and he was going to shake things up. I'm here to, to shake it up. We're going to do something crazy. I'm going to hug my son. He did. Vince hugged Shane. Also, Not reluctantly either. If you look at everybody's interaction with Vince, so uh, the segment started with Vince coming out People bowing to him for some reason, and cheering and singing his song. Which the singing his song part's cool. Yeah. But then he gets Stephanie out, and then he gets Shane out, and they get Triple H out. Everybody's out, and then he gives them like they have like the most awkward interactions with everybody. It's like he doesn't know how to interact with people. No. It's like this weird like kind of hug where he's like, I this how you put both arms around and you back twice, one two. <laughs> And then you take it off and you <laughs> pal. I'm sure if Vince went to a psychologist or psychiatrist, there'd be a lot of shit that would come out. The psychiatrist would quit their job. <laughs> He'd be diagnosed. I can't fucking do this. He might be diagnosed with a lot of things. That he could have gotten help with growing up. Uh, no, I don't think there's somebody that can dive that deep into his psyche. That's true. That's true. What, you want me to talk about my feelings? The only thing I'm feeling right now is for a steak wrap. Hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, so I want a steak wrap. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> what if that's all? What if that was his mind? He was I, just very, like, I very wanna, primal. I want to know. Like, I just, like, want to, like, talk with him. I've said this before. Like, I'd love to spend a week as a fly on the wall with him. Yeah. Because I just feel he's such a fucking weird dude, and... I listened to Jimmy Jacobs this last week on Wrestling Observer Live after that whole, like, thing where he... Jimmy Jacobs is a former writer on WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he okay. said, like, hey, writing a three-hour fucking show every week's hard. And he went on Wrestling Observer Live with Albert Sempervivi and just explaining... Um, just explaining the writing process and just explaining Vince. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that apparently Vince does and, like, somebody sneezes... He'll wave his hand in front of his face. Like, like a mime changing like, their face? Like a, like a mime like putting up the glass wall. <laughs> and he's like, it's a shield. Because he hates sneezing because he doesn't want to be sick. So he sees sneezing as a sign of weakness. And then he like puts up a shield. And so one time Jimmy Jacobs said that he sneezed. It was, it, it was sitting next to Adam Pierce, And they're doing something and Vince saw him sneeze. And he's like, Adam, you got to put up your shield. That's insane. He's out of his mind. Yeah. He just said that, like, also, he's just, like, he has his hand in so many different pots, and he is very creative, but he's just trying on so many different things, and he's just running himself so thin that there's just no way that he could give, like, direct focus to, like, every little thing, and that's why Raw ends up the way it is, because he just gets so scatterbrained. He's like, okay, what about this, 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 And this? he has to have final say? Yes. Yeah. Man... Things are gonna be, things are gonna be better when he's if he steps down. Well, this next year's gonna be really weird because he's gonna have the XFL stuff. Yeah. But they're also moving to, um, 
Fox with SmackDown. Yeah. And they want a certain type of show. They want a more sports-like show. And that's not usually what he likes to go for. He's more of a dancer. Yeah. He I likes mean, entertainment. Jen and I were watching some dumb YouTube videos the other day, and we saw him dancing with the Funkadactyls. Hell yeah. And he just said, Somebody call my mama! <laughs> I mean, he does. He loves the dance breaks. He loves the dancing. He dances during the dance breaks. He just loves dancing. That's sick. That's why he wanted to give Kurt Hawkins and this other guy, Tyler Rex, uh, the Magic Mike character. Hell yeah. And they, they had one match, and they just destroyed Jobbers, and they stripped. Nice. And, like, he wanted, like, the next week he wanted to do fire a fireman, and, like, the the big directive from that was there needed to be hoses. <laughs> there had to be hoses <laughs> incorporated into their dancing and their stripping. And he sent them to, like, fucking, like, dance and stripper school. Damn. To, like, and he spent, like, six months doing that. They had one TV match, and Tyler Rex quit. Jesus. But, that's insane. So, he's an insane person. Yeah. Um... He's a. Granted, he's not the best dude, but he's, I I don't know what he is. He's but, just. Um, yeah, and he's just he's just a weirdo. I don't I don't want to give the man too much too much praise. I don't want to praise him, but I also don't want to like I don't want to give him too much credit. But I also don't want to like just say he's like Satan himself. Cause yeah, yeah. I feel he's just like the weirdest fucking yeah. person. He needs he needs a lot of, I mean. Mental mental health help, like I would assume. He's so. eccentric. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Okay. So they were gonna shake things up by saying they're getting rid of. There's gonna be no more general managers, and the four of them were gonna be the ones running the show. The four Mick Mick Hunters Mick horses, and um, they're gonna be listening to the people, and they're gonna give them new stuff and bringing up some new guys, and just trying to make things fresh and. Blah, 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 blah. So then the least fresh thing happens. Baron Corbin comes out. Hey. And is just a fucking charisma vacuum. Hey, I want to be manager. Can I be manager? And so they booked him in a match against Kurt Angle with Heath Slater as the referee. <laughs> then they made it a handicap match, no disqualification. And so it was pretty much the exact same thing that happened the night before. Yo, so Baron's, like, Baron's getting bullied at work. He is. He needs to go to HR. And so it just was, it was whatever. It was, like, I guess it was fun for the little Popsky, but... Yeah. Other than that... Um, cool to see more Kurt. Yeah. And so then, yeah. Like, Raw, like, they, I guess, like, they, the big narrative is that, like, things had changed, like, are changing, and they're doing everything for the better, and that we're the authority. Yeah, Elias came out and played Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, it was just some weird, like, it was just weird, like, they had the revival when a... A big match to get become number one contenders. It's like they're doing all this shit that we've been talking about for a year, like. But it's like almost like so reluctant, so half-assed. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, this is what you want? Okay, we'll try it. Yeah, I guess so. But then we're still getting the same stuff because it's like we're still getting Dolph, Finn, and Drew. Yeah. In this very tired-ass thing. Yep. Like we're still getting like all the same shit. Um, they did announce uh, some call-ups, though, from NXT to the main roster. We don't know where they're going. We don't know where they are going. Could but be Raw and or SmackDown. It's Lars. Lars Sullivan. Um, Lacey Evans. 
the alt right girl herself. I hope she gets buried so far, so She's far. She's so bad and so not ready. Um and EC three is that it? EC three and heavy machinery. Oh yeah, man. I hope they don't fuck them up. They're gonna just be kind of a comedy team. Yeah, they. That's seem, even what they've been in NXT. That they seem like a constant NXT team to me. Like yeah. how how Cashisono is. That's what I thought they were gonna be. But then they called him up. So, I mean, it's because Tucker is big. Yeah. And then Otis is also really large as well. They can do cool shit. And, he, like, it just all depends on if Vince is going to like Otis. Because Otis is a <laughs> very charismatic, weird he's person. He's definitely going to like Otis. And so if he likes Otis, they're going to be fine. Yeah. But if if he doesn't, then they're, they're fucked. Yeah. Because Tucker Knight literally does not bring anything to the table. Yeah. He's just tall. Yeah. But, I mean, EC3 sick. EC3 is like he's gonna be a fucking star because he has the look. He can talk. He can talk on the mic really well. He has the charisma. He has the wrestling. Like I think he's kind of he has it all. He's a main roster guy. Like, yeah, definitely. That's what he, his gimmick is. He's just the main roster guy. Yeah. So we don't know where they're going, but we're gonna see him. Um. Let me see. Oh, Nikki Cross. Oh, how the hell did we forget about Nikki Cross? Because it already kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> but no, she's finally getting called up. Like, oh, for real. Yeah, and that'll be insane if they do it right, hopefully. And I, and I hope that they... I hope they like, re re rejoin her with Sanity, because then you can like easily inject life into Sanity again, because now they're, they have Nikki Cross, and yeah. um, everybody wins. Also, Mustafa. That's a different one. Oh, yeah, that's a different show. Yeah, different show. And twice, two different shows. Hmm. Um, and what else happened on Raw? Um, I watched it all. So did I. But I do not remember because it was six days ago. It was so long ago, and then there's just so much stuff that happens in Raw. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Tyler Breeze fought Dean Ambrose, and it was a whatever match. Yeah. Um, they yeah, they did the revival beat the B team AOP and Lucha House Party. Okay. Oh, Ronda Rousey came out and had another shitty promo. Okay. Um, and then they had the the final hour of the show. Oh yeah, was the women's gauntlet match and could have been sick. The first, I loved it till Bailey got out of it. I I I hate when they like replace somebody in a gauntlet match like. If you're gonna have the story of the plucky underdog babyface trying to go through it all, have her go through it all. Like, imagine this story being told instead, where you can still have Natalia win. Yeah. But like, have her start. Yeah, have her start. She or, just had that wild ass match. Or like, have Bailey start still, and she's killing it. And the second to last person to come out is Sasha. Yeah. It's her friend, and they have a fight, and Sasha has to beat her. Yeah. And like, Bailey's already beaten down and. Like her, she's done, and her friend has to put her out of her misery. So that can that little bit of tension that they had before, you can kind of play on that. And then Sasha like is a little bit fucked up because I mean Bailey still come after. Then Natalia comes in, wins at one, two, three, or whatever. Yeah. It just would have been really cool, and it's just something that you could play off of. And right then and there, you can you can really make Bailey, and you can you can get her over again. To where she was before she got made to look like such a geek. 
everybody's like, oh yeah, this is why we like her. She's so good at wrestling and she's an underdog and she's fighting from underneath and doing all this stuff. But now they just, after two matches, they axed her. But it was cool because it was like a whole hour of the show. Yeah, like that's, I mean, I think that's what should be celebrated is the entire last hour of the show was devoted to women. And that's, I mean, that's huge for them in the last hour when they want people to watch. And it kind of shows that, like, that's what people want right now, is women's wrestling. Well, it's it's not even, like, just, like, a women's segment, because, like, they started off a couple weeks ago, whatever, with that weird Bailey, Sasha, Alexa segment, like, the talking segment, and I feel sometimes with those shitty segments, yeah, it just turns people off even more from it. They're like, it drives more people away, whereas you have them just, like, the women just being able to, like, Show what they can do in that final hour. That whole hour is theirs. Yeah. And they're going out there and they're wrestling and they're showing their characters through that. It's so much more effective. Yep. Let them wrestle. Yeah, especially because sometimes, like, they shove this women's evolution and all this stuff down your throats. It almost seems like... It's almost like insulting. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like they are trying so hard to make you believe that they're... They're doing all this stuff for women. In all actuality, just fucking lip service. Yeah, oh yeah, they do everything for money. And so, when you actually, instead of just saying, oh, women's evolution, women's evolution, we're changing the game, no, they devote the whole last hour. That's how you do it. That's how you really promote the evolution, if you want to call it that, that buzzword. Yeah. You just fucking do it. Yeah. And you fucking show. And it's so much cooler. Because then it's real. Yeah. And not just we're not just saying it. Yeah. Um, SmackDown. SmackDown Live. We had the uh, Shane McMahon holding court backstage. <laughs> yeah. They essentially just fired Paige on the spot. Yeah, but she has another job of some sort. Paige. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but she has yeah. another job. Um, and so from there, they kind of did the same thing. Um. Hey, we're changing a bunch of shit. We're gonna introduce some new guys. Same six call-ups, except we got a new member of the SmackDown Live roster. Mm-hmm. It is the heart of Two Hundred Five Live. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he is full time now. SmackDown, which is really cool, and like, cause he never won the champion, the Two Hundred Five Championship, right? He never was the Cruiserweight Champion. Like, I feel like they were building that, like, to that at some point. But they just strapped the rocket on him faster. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because he had that really good match. With Daniel? With Daniel, and, like, I'm, I'm thinking somebody has to really, like, I want to say it's probably like Triple H or somebody that's really behind him, because his, his arc is so wild. He was not a actual participant in the Cruiserweight Classic. He was an alternate. Yeah, yeah, and he got in because somebody didn't like legit didn't make weight. Yeah, so he got in, and then he had a good showing there, so they signed him, the two hundred five live, and he's just gonna be a guy. Well, he got over, like on his own, by having just phenomenal matches and doing these really cool videos. Yeah, these self-produced promos that he does, and he just seems like such a. A genuine person, and it just really resonated with people, 
And so then he just kept working and kept having like some of the best matches on 205 Live. And, and his matches with Buddy Murphy were fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That whole series of matches that they did were all so good. And so I think all of that plus then going up and being able to have the confidence and standing toe-to-toe with Brian as far as like promo-wise and yeah. being like having that confidence in his own work and himself and just knowing that like he can do it because he's been doing it this whole fucking time he's been signed and he's always worked from underneath like things just really worked for him it really helped him yeah and like it's cool like maybe he didn't need that title um it would have been cool for 205 Live but this is almost cooler for 205 Live because it's like oh one of these guys he came from this place Maybe and, I should see this place. Yeah, and especially, like, after we'll get to the main event, but, like, you watch the main event, and then you're like, oh, he came from there? What else is going on there? Yeah. Like, the same, it's like, yeah, what you're saying, it's like, people are going to want to tune into it, because, like, oh, maybe, like, the next, like, cool, like, cool guy's over there. Yeah. It's almost like when NXT was first kind of building a name, you know, slowly building and building, and they had Sami Zayn, they had Adrian Neville, and they just had those guys who were slowly building it up, and then they would get the fucking... Um, the Kevin Owens and they would get the Finn Balors and the you know, Tommies and they start building more and more and more and now it's to where it is now where it's just like that's oh, the fucking the best place product. to be yeah whereas before it's like oh this is really good and it's like the underground almost like quote unquote punk rock thing it's like yeah. and like it's like the hot topic punk rock you know hell yeah but it's it's just like the cool thing and I think hopefully if they keep doing this and keep letting 205 Live be what it is and what it's been for the last year, like, we can get more of this. We can have other guys move up or not even necessarily move up, just move to a different show. Like, maybe move a guy like like they did with Kalisto and put him on 205 Live because he just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But then you put over, like, a guy like Buddy Murphy. You bring him up and have him go to Raw and fight for the Intercontinental title or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What else happened? Um, the Good Brothers showed up for the first time in months. Oh, yeah! They, they came out of their under underground dwelling. And they even, like, made mention of, like, hey, like, we've all we see is the bar versus the U.S. versus the New Day for the last four months. And we're sick of it. We haven't been on, on here for a while. So they go and they have the match, and it's fine. And then the bar's going to come and interfere. But then the, another team that disappeared, Sanity, shows up. Hell yeah. Beats the shit out of both Everyone. teams. And then the bar comes and does that. So, like, automatically, boom, they got new people going. Yeah. Like, they have... There's five more people right there. And it's, like, a ton more matches you can have. I would love those two in the title scene. Like, the Sanity and the Good Brothers. Because they're both really good. They both deserve it. Like, Sanity got called up and then tanked. Just, like, Instantly. automatically. Same with AOP, though. Like, when they AOP got, at least won the titles. Yeah, but they... It took a while. It did. They still tanked instantly. But, um... Yeah, so hopefully they do more with that. Um... Where would you want Heavy Machinery to go? Raw or SmackDown? Raw. Yeah, I think they're... I think they're more needed there. Cause yeah. As much as we say that the SmackDown tag team division is the same, at least they have one. Yeah, I mean, you got the champions, which are uh, Gable and Rude, yeah. AOP, Lucha House Party, and the B-Team, and Revival. Yeah. And 
A lot of those teams I like one are, of those teams. A lot of those teams are just job teams. Well, and like Chad and Gable, they're not going to be together. Or Chad and Root aren't going to be together forever. I don't they're know. Not I mean, a tag team. You see you see Gable just dressing like little Root? <laughs> That's true. And I mean, look at the B team. B-team, they were team go go go. They were singles wrestlers for a while, weren't they? Yeah, they were the Mistrage too. Yeah. So, maybe, I could be wrong about that. That'd be cool, though. I would like that team. Yeah. Forever. It'd be another geek team to throw on there. Yeah. Um, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, Vince came out, and, um, Becky and Charlotte were having a promo, and he just kind of, like, was like, it was really dumb, because, like, he tried to, like, almost outshine both of them. Yeah. And then he brought out Naomi for no reason, (laughs) and so they had, like, Asuka and Naomi had a match. Hell Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. I didn't hate it. No. Naomi's fine. She's like... She's really athletic. Yeah. She doesn't have what Asuka has. She doesn't... Like, she has charisma and she's very athletic. Just her wrestling is not crisp. Yeah. And so, yeah, she can move and she can do, like, cool stuff and, like, do a springboard and all this... But nothing she like nothing she does looks crisp. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. like Becky, everything she does looks crisp except for jumps. <laughs> Oscar, everything she does looks crisp. Like yeah. stuff like that. There's just little differences. Yeah. And then um, Nakamura had a really weird promo <gasps> about how Rusev is just a total diva. Yeah, that was <sighs> It was whatever, but hey, here's a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, if you don't like spoilers, go fuck yourself. Rusev wins the US title. It's gonna on air on Tuesday? It's gonna air on Christmas Day. Rusev Day Christmas Oh, uh, wonder if they're doing it just for that. Probably. Oh god, I didn't even think about that until right now. So yeah, it's probably just gonna be Then a, maybe Nakamura will get it back. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Or maybe they're finally strapping it to Rusev. I don't think they they never do. I feel like Nakamura can always get it back. I feel like if Rusev doesn't get it soon, he's gonna leave. Yeah, I, I just think he's just gonna quit wrestling and mow his lawn in his underwear for the rest of his life. That's fine. He can do whatever he wants. True. But he, uh, yeah, he's annoyed on Christmas Day. So if you don't like hearing that, go suck your own. <laughs> but yeah, that is such a weird, like, I don't like the inherent sexism of calling him a total diva. Um, but at the same time, like. The, all the clips they were showing is what I would want to watch in that show. Yeah. It's just Rusev. So maybe he is the star of Total Divas. Maybe he is. I think he is. If you ever watched it, he is. I've just seen I've seen the gifts. He's great. I've seen him mowing his lawn in his short shorts. God damn, it was good. And then, let's see, what else happened? Um, the main event. Well, I guess we'll just go yeah, to that. Yeah, go to yeah. that. I can't remember if anything else important happened. No. Well, probably. I don't think so. But, uh, oh yeah, the Miz had a weird interaction with Vince asking, uh, Vince if Shane could pretty much, like, if he could have his hand in marriage, it was like for tag team. <laughs> like, asking his permission. <laughs> could I be a tag team with him? And he's like, what are you asking me permission for? Go ask my son. Go ask my son if you want to even call him that. <laughs> but, no, okay, so then the main event. Oh, good. Didn't R-Truth have a weird thing with The Miz? Where he called... He called Mandy Rose... Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a Fabulous Truth versus... Uh, 
Mandy Rose in the Mist for some reason. I just <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Um, let's see what else. Okay, then the main event was um, Andrade Cien Almas and Daniel Bryan <laughs> versus AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali. Like, how? How do we get that? How do we get so lucky? I don't know, but it was really cool, especially because like Mustafa Ali, like we said, is just just got essentially moved over. Yeah. And so what happened is he pretty much took ninety percent of the match. I mean, granted, he was just selling, which he was really good at. Yeah. Really good at selling, but um, it was just really cool to see like, like he could do that and like him moving up is just really just awesome. And then he pinned the world champion. Yeah, and. Andrade being in with those three guys, like Andrade being kind of like, hey, he's one of the main event guys too. Yeah, like, cause he's so fucking good. He is so good. And like, like I would love to see him against Brian or AJ, either one. Like, so, like, have an actual program with them. So, I'm I'm very excited to see what this builds to. I'm excited as well. Um, I'm really excited because I think. If they were smart, they could build this because it would help build a star even though he's going to lose. Do Mustafa versus Brian at Rumble? Yeah, of course. doesn't matter. The, the, the Rumble is a draw on it. Yeah. Build up Mustafa Ali. Let him have that. You, automatically, you make at least another upper mid-carder. Even if he gets a lose, he gets a lose against Daniel Bryan and he's brand new. Yeah, exactly, because he just got the pin on him, so he should be trying to fight for that title. But also, good on Daniel Bryan for putting him over. Putting him over so strong, like, two weeks in a row. Because a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people back in the day when they had say or whatever, they wouldn't have done that. Bret Hart wouldn't have done that. Well, you know, actually, uh, I always would try to put other guys over as much as I could because uh, that's how you make it in the wrestling business. I knew that because my father, Stu, he uh, ran Stampede Wrestling, and so I would... uh, Make sure, and I could put anybody else over, but I mean, nobody was as good as me. I was the best. I was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. So uh, I never, I never had to worry about having to put somebody over. I was so good that they could tap out to me, and it just was okay because everybody just knew I was better than them. Thanks, Brett. Oh yeah. If you guys need anybody else here to come and talk, I know the other wrestling boys aren't here, but uh, yeah. How'd you get here? I took a, an, an Uber. Oh. You know how to use a, t- a phone? Uh, I stole Matt's. Oh, okay. I've been so, calling, sorry, Matt. I've been calling Canada um, all day on it, and he's probably not going to like the bill he gets, but uh, tough shit. <laughs> well, thanks, Brett. Chime in whatever you want. Chime in the comments below, Brett. <laughs> um, uh, okay, better example than Triple H at the time when he was the star. Wasn't that, like, his thing? He never put people over? Well, you know, it's just kind of funny because, uh, it wasn't me that, uh, was making the decisions. It, it was Vince. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, I would say, hey, maybe we should put this guy over. But at the end of the day, it was Vince and me. And I had a shovel. It's made <laughs> of gold. I'm the damn champion. And Thanks. I'm that damn good. Thank you, Trips. Um, yeah, so, like, but, like, even Cena's been doing it recently, like, or, I guess not recently, he, Kevin Owens, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was the only example. That's a good example, um, 
like it's just it's something that's good to do it's smart yeah it's good business because as a especially as a heel he wants as many credible baby faces as he can and right now they are running real low on those yeah what is Rusev baby face okay and but credible like he's not no like I don't know if him and Dana Bryan will ever have a program um but like yeah Mustafa and AJ AJ maybe AJ's like AJ's a face AJ's definitely a baby face he's a face that runs the place but like yeah I can't think of any others if they split the New Day up and did a singles thing which would be sick. They shouldn't split them up, but if they just had, like, Kofi go out and do a singles run or, or a big E. Yeah, when they do singles matches with them all the time. I mean, it's with other people in the tag team division, but, like... Let them go after the Intercontinental title, something like that. Yeah, yeah. God, give Big E a title, title run. Yeah. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, so, like, this is what why I want to watch wrestling, is to see, like... Mainly four people that I like as wrestlers go. And, like, they just, like, I don't know. It gets me stoked again about it. Because, like, I've been I've been down on it for a minute. Um, yeah. Was there anything of note on 205 this week? I will say, um, I have no idea. Okay. Let's go to NXT. NXT was sick. Um. Started off with, uh. The other two horsewomen. Yeah. Jessamyn Duke and Marina Schiffer versus uh, Io Shirai at Dakota Kai in an awesome match. I fucking love... Dakota Kai's a great wrestler. Yes. Um, I never really paid much attention because you made fun of her so much. Oh, yeah. I've always said she's a good wrestler. She's like, she's a big dork. Yeah. Um, but god damn, I love Io Shirai. Oh, she is unbelievable. She was... She came from stardom, right? Yes. I'll have to go watch her old shit, because she's so good. She's... I love her. And then, um, Marina, I thought, had a really good show, and she looked very natural. She looked like she belonged. It was her first televised match. I don't know which one's which. She is the brown hair. Okay. The... I came to... Play. Okay. Okay. No! Yeah. What did oh that is what their shirt says? says let's play let's play let's, let's fight. fight okay okay yeah so she's the one that is she's married to Roderick Strong oh sick sick um but I thought she was really good she looked like she belonged there already yeah Jessamine just like she's a little bit more imposing looking is she the horse girl yes okay but the one that actually was, looks like a horse girl yeah I mean she was she was okay she wasn't bad just that I thought that Marina just did really well she looked like she belonged hell yeah. Um, so that was cool. Matt Riddle had this one of the best interviews, <laughs> like backstage little segments I've ever seen, where they're like, hey, what happened? Well, Cash just hit me in the back and knocked me out, but I know why he's mad, because I knocked him out of takeover in seven seconds, so if he steps in the ring with me again, I'll knock him out in seven seconds again. I gotta go. Later, bro. He's just, like... It's so natural. I'm like, I sent this video in the group chat, but there's a, a... One of my favorite videos on the internet is like an old American gladiators of this dude named Valibu. And he's like, Well, dude, it's like this. I got... I took a huge hit. I woke up. I had a couple brewskis, hanging out with a couple babes, and I'm fine today. 
I'm just a product of Mother Nature. And he is that guy. He is. And that's like his real life persona because yeah. he was on the Edge and Christian podcast this week. Yeah. And he was just out of his mind, like the same thing. Yeah. And it was just so cool. But he's just so sincere. I love in that thing where he was just like, yeah, I get why Cassius is mad, like, but I'm going to beat him again. Yeah, I'll knock him out again. He's just like, I feel like he... Um, is just always gonna be chill with his enemy. He's gonna be the guy like always trying to shake their hand and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" And then just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he's just he's such a likable guy. He's a stallion. Yeah, he's a stallion. As he says, I'm a stallion. Yeah, listen to that Edging Christian interview because it's great. If if you have listened to an interview with him, and if you've watched the arrival things that they posted on the WWE Performance Center YouTube. Matt Riddle should be, like, your favorite person. Yeah, I love him. You should, like, everybody would want him to succeed. Yeah. He's, God, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for more. I just want more Matt. I do, too. I always want more Matt Riddle. Yeah. Bro. Bro. I just, I he's my new, like, wrestler I want to chill with. Oh, I bet he would fucking... Chill, chill, chill down hard. Yeah. Um, was that it before the main scheme? Um, because it was a long main scheme. Heavy Machinery had a match. Oh, yeah. And some geeks. Yeah. And Undisputed Era came out mm-hmm. to try to distract them. And unlike WWE teams, where the distraction would cause them to lose, they won and just like scared the bad guys so they didn't make their faces look like idiots. They've had a six-month winning streak, and so, like, everything seems credible about them, and it, everything makes sense. Like, they're building a contender, they don't make them look stupid, and so, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was dope. And then, the main event of the evening. Alistair Black against Johnny Gargano in a cage. In a cage match. Man. Man. I wrote this down. I have a running list of things that matches I'm trying to remember to be like favorite matches of the year. Yeah. I I put this match on there. It was a good match. I God, I just loved it so much. I can't recall it like uh move by move because I have a terrible memory, but I definitely plan on rewatching it. Um I just remember being so I mean I'm biased because Aleister Black is probably my favorite wrestler right now. Yeah. Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers right now. And so, like, just seeing them together is so fucking great. It is. And they, they tell a really good story together. Yeah. having the, They have such good chemistry. They do. And it's like everything that they do, like, there's a, an impact and there's callbacks. And it's like Johnny saying, I absolve you of your sins. And yeah. And they just clocked in the fucking face. Yeah. And just the whole match was brutal and just what a cage match should be and that's why you have cage match not because it's the fucking gimmick pay-per-view and you have to. It's because it's a blood feud that can only fucking happen and end in a cage. Yeah. And so they're having this match and Johnny gets like is about to climb over but Alistair's about to get out the door. Tommaso Ciampa shows up. Mm-hmm. Slams the door and Alistair Black's face. Yep. So Johnny comes back into the, the ring. 
him and Champa staring at each other. Um, Black is in the middle, and they set up for the DIY finisher. They like they extend their arms like they used to do. It's I think a timing thing, and also it's like makes it a little more theatrical. Yeah, and they hit him with the running knee super kick combo, and then Johnny pins him. Yeah, and Tommaso looks so excited. Yeah. And I have never watched a DIY match, and I was stoked. It, it, it was so good. But yeah. it's it's also, this is what I think. Correct me if you think my theory is wrong. Tommaso's just doing this to try to weaken Gargano. To, like, so he can be, like... Or Gargano is playing into Champa, But I don't think... I don't think they're reforming. I don't think they're reforming Well, either. because they can't... They're singles competitors now. They wouldn't yeah. become a tag team. I don't think they're reforming into the group either. I think it's going to end up being where this is all for... Um, for Johnny getting one over on Tommaso at the yeah. end of the day. He just has to be evil to do it. Like, he has to channel that. Yeah. And so... But, like, Ciampa's egging that on and bringing it out of him. And he doesn't it's, it's such good storytelling. It's, I love it he, so it's, much. It's like he doesn't know by bringing that out to end up causing his demise. Yeah. He's just like, he's right now he's playing like the chaotic bad guy and just trying to like see what will happen if he pokes and prods him and be like, ooh, I like this side of you, Johnny. It's, it's like it's like you have like your like first villain. Yeah. And he has like his other villain buddy who's like the super villain. Yeah. And he pulls him out, but then all of a sudden he can't control him anymore and he gets too powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be his downfall. Yeah. Yeah. And so that'll be. Uh, it's a, I'm just really excited for NXT. Like, yep. This next week, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's gonna be going on. Like a takeover. I'm just excited for NXT in general. Is the next takeover Rumble? Yes. Okay. Is that the next pay-per-view? Yes. It's in, like, a few weeks? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I mean, I would assume if you're listening to this niche-ass podcast, you're listening to, you're watching NXT, but fucking watch NXT. Um, it's great. Um, any news? Anything? You want to talk about? Um, news. I don't know. Is there any news? That's a good. I. That's a good question. I didn't. Um, we didn't prepare for this. Sorry. Yeah, we had. I mean, very last minute things. Yeah. Um, the really cool thing is that um, the Good Brothers are getting their own network show. Oh fuck! It's. Called, is it going to be a talk show? It's called Botch. Uh, Botch Club. And essentially like Botchamania, but the Good Brothers hosting it. Hell yeah. And so it's going to so be So it's really America's Funniest Home Videos with... But I would assume they'll use, like, just videos from the network. Yeah. So, like, they're just going to be making fun of wrestlers. Yeah. I fuck with that. It's I fuck a, with that heavy. It's going to be so cool. Um, I I love them. I think they're just so, some of the... Uh, they're just... A, most charismatic, just fucking fun-loving goofballs. Yeah, they're just cool dudes. Yeah, so it's really cool. And then one thing um, that I'm uh, excited about is that... I'm excited. It's interesting, I guess. Is that the um, the cops that they're doing for the main roster... Uh-huh. There's not anybody super important to NXT. Exactly. 
except for Nikki Cross, but even then she was kind of... She already, hasn't been doing stuff. She'd already kind of been factored out of the mix, I yeah. think, for a call-up. Yeah. And so, like, it's just wild and funny to see. It's like, you get these people who, like, EC3, he's a guy built for the main roster. Yeah. And he, But he wasn't really doing anything important. He wasn't doing anything in NXT. I don't think he was showcasing what he could really do. Yeah, because, I mean, it was never... Because um, he's not a ricochet. He's not an Adam Cole. He's... He's a good wrestler, but he's not an independent wrestler, I guess yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Um, but he he is a, a WWE guy. He's not an NXT guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think that's, um, like, I the second I saw that who they called up, I wasn't like, but why not this guy? Why not this guy? I was like, thank fuck. Yeah, I was like, guy. oh, why not Undisputed? Why not Ricochet? Like, why not Kyrie saying? It's like, no, shut up. Leave them alone because they need to become massive so that the WWE can't fuck them up. Or fucking, you know what? Make NXT. NXT is the A show. Like, I don't give a f- It's the best show. Probably because it's an hour and I can handle it. Well, it's, it's an hour and it's just, everything's logical. Everything yeah. makes sense. It Like, I don't give a fuck what they say. That's hard to write. All this time, Triple H writes four hours of television yep. at once, and it has to worry about um, injuries, injuries, and like people getting called up and anything like that. And so, that's also gonna be fucking hard. It's just like him and another guy. Yeah, and they do it. They do fine. Yeah. So, it could be fucking done. Just be logical. Like, that's one of the things that like kills me about WWE. Yeah. No, maybe it isn't the best segment. Maybe it isn't the best match. Whatever. These make things make sense because mm-hmm. then it will be better. Yeah. I concur. Be logical. Shout out Spock. Star Trek. Where my Trekkies at, bruv? Yeah. I I think The Wrath of Khan is a great film, but I haven't watched that much Star Trek. Um, do you want to talk about the UFC shit or should we just wind it down? Yeah, just wind it down. Alright. Thanks for being here and dealing with us. Um, you can follow me on the internet at Ostercoaster on Twitter at uh, Blue Oster Cult on Instagram and uh, yeah uh, Wild Spells and Urban Outfielders Matt and Zach's bands just got announced for True Fort so that's gonna be dope Vince Staples got announced for True Fort so that's gonna be fucking the sickest uh, Megaran fellow wrestling dog He's going to be there. So, hell yeah. Uh, Tree Fort. March. Sick. Eastside, go. Um, follow me online at DuckShirt on social media. Also, go to bit.ly slash merch. Buy a t-shirt. Support us. Look cool while doing it. They're also, comfy. They're comfy as hell. They look real cool. And, yeah. Also, go to bit.ly slash <laughs> Um, go get your, it will go to our audibletrial.com slash cast where you can get a free audiobook from Audible. Yeah. Get a cool wrestling book. Yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of time with family, maybe, whenever this comes out. Maybe you've already spent a lot of time with family, and you're done with it, so you just want to listen to a book. Maybe you have a long way to travel. We've got a long way to travel. We'll listen to a book. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to kill some time. Listen to a fucking book. Yeah. Also, leave Who's, us a review. It's, yeah. But bit the LA slash WrestleBoys uh, review. I don't remember what the link was. Sorry, Zach. We're, we don't do the social media stuff on that end. Zach is our social media manager. I just tweet. Yep. 
Um, and then also follow us on Twitter at WrestleBoysCast. Yeah. Watch Isai spell things like he's Canadian. I uh, just put a U in <laughs> in favor. That's it. <laughs> and then uh, Instagram, Genuine WrestleBoys. Um, come interact with us. We lo- I love uh, fucking talking about wrestling with everybody. Yeah, it's fun. Be friends with us, like Blurk. Hey, Blurk, you're gonna come on soon. Yeah, maybe maybe next week we're year-end shit. Yeah, year-end shit. We're gonna have the Blurk. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Blurk, you're on. Blurk! We're getting the call. I mean, they responded to the call last week. Yeah, yeah, but you're getting the call now. (laughs) We're we're booking it. It's booked. Consider it booked. Booked. Sign, seal, deliver. I'm yours, Blurk. Unless I change my mind. Vince, you have no say in this fucking podcast. That's how you have all our say. No. You have say in your your company. I'm shutting this down. <laughs> you can't. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, happy Rusev Day on Tuesday. Yeah, and suck your own. Enjoy your holidays, or you know what? Fuck it. If you don't enjoy your holidays, don't. Um, if you're well, not... But you get a day off on Tuesday, at least. And yeah. If you don't even care about the holidays, you get a day off, enjoy your day off. And if this comes out, um... After Christmas? Before Christmas, uh, Madabon has free all-you-can-eat from, I think, like, 12 to 3. It's an Indian restaurant, so hang out there. Like, fuck your family. Hang out there. Um, if you have a bad family, you know. If you have a cool family, exist. then... Hang cool. out with them. Yeah. Hey, just enjoy your time. Do, do whatever you want. Do what you want. Suck your own. Suck your own. And Russell Boys 316 says Santa's dick is a Yule hog. <laughs>